Welcome. You are listening to a recording provided for the use of the blind and print impaired. Materials or items read on Airs LA are the copyright property of the original authors and publishers. No unauthorized use or duplication is permitted. Hello, I'm Ava DeVoe. Welcome to this podcast of articles from National Geographic Kids Magazine, a presentation of Airs LA. Our first article is from the September 2022 edition. Amazing Animals, White House Cat, Washington, D.C. First Lady Jill Biden was giving a speech when a gray furball jumped onto stage, interrupting her talk. But the naughty cat didn't get in trouble. In fact, the First Lady fell in love with the critter. After the event, President Joe Biden and his wife adopted the tabby and named her Willow after the First Lady's hometown of Willow Grove, Pennsylvania. Now the feline lives in style at the White House alongside a German shepherd named Commander. Willow is the first kitty to pounce, play, and nap at the White House since 2009 when former President George W. Bush's black cat, India, ruled the residence. But the first presidential kitties belonged to Abraham Lincoln. He even fed them off golden White House forks. We hope Willow laps up some presidential attention as well. Written by Allison Shaw. Potty trained cows. Dimmerstorf, Germany. Move over, human toddlers. Cows can be potty trained too. A team of scientists taught 16 calves how to use the moo a bathroom just for them. Cows don't normally pay attention to the bladder signal, says behavioral scientist Lindsay Matthews, who helped train the cows. But we taught them to attend to that feeling and go to the bathroom. When the cows were ready to go, they pushed open a door to a small room then let loose inside. After finishing their business, they received a treat, often made of molasses or barley. Most of these clever cows only needed between 10 and 30 rewards before they were totally potty trained. Cow urine contains nitrogen, which becomes a heat-trapping gas when it breaks down in the soil. So, by teaching cows to tinkle in a special spot, Scientists can capture and process the waste before it enters the atmosphere and contributes to climate change. The cows are willing to participate in the solution, Matthew says. Who knew cows could change the world? Written by Cheryl McGuire. Comeback Critter. Saiga Babies. Ustjert Plateau, Kazakhstan. After giving birth to twin calves, the mama Saiga steps back allowing her babies to stand on their own. In just a few hours, the youngsters will try to take their first baby steps. These newborns were among thousands of other Saiga born last year. That's important because in 2019, scientists found only four newborns on this plateau. About 40 years ago, millions of Saiga, a type of antelope, roamed across Europe and Asia, But after decades of being hunted for their fur, meat, and horns, the population crashed. Then, in 2015, 
a disease killed more than 200,000 animals. Conservationists pushed through laws to prevent poaching and create protected areas. The work paid off. Last summer, scientists counted 842,000 saiga. That's compared with just 334,000 animals three years ago. It was a record year, saiga conservationist Albert Samarigarvi says. Good luck, baby saiga. Written by Cheryl McGuire. Our next article is also from the August 2022 edition by Allison Shaw. Porcupine Rescue. How kind humans nursed this prickly creature back to health. A North American porcupine huddles in the stairwell of a parking garage in Winchester, Virginia. The youngster is sick, exhausted, and missing a patch of quills on its back. Far from his forest home, the confused porcupine must have crawled into the building in search of shelter. Eventually, a surprised maintenance worker stumbles on the critter and quickly calls the local police. Car chase. I thought for sure the worker had seen a raccoon because I'd never heard of a porcupine in our area, police officer Felicia Marshall says. These animals were once considered pests and had been wiped out from Virginia more than a hundred years ago. Conservationists have been glad to see them slowly moving back to their historic range over the past 30 years. But a parking lot is no place for a porcupine. Using a long pole with a loop around the end, Marshall chases the 10-pound male as he scurries around in under-parked cars for about 15 minutes. Whenever I was able to get close enough to put the catch pole around him, he would use his paws and break free, she says. And all the while, he made these huffing sounds, like he was annoyed that I was chasing him. Prickly patient. Eventually, Marshall captures the animal and drives him to the Blue Ridge Wildlife Center. There, the veterinary team gives the porcupine a full checkup. While a worker holds the prickly animal with leather gloves, head veterinarian Jen Riley carefully feels around for injuries. From the missing quills, they guess the year-old porcupine had been in a tussle with another animal. They also see he's breathing heavily and has ticks on his face. When animals feel sick, they're less likely to groom themselves and get those ticks off, Riley says. After plucking off the bloodsuckers, the team takes x-rays of the patient. With porcupines, it's important to use the x-ray because it's hard to feel everything around those quills. From those scans, Riley sees that the animal has a lung infection. Without care, this little porcupine might not survive. Bedding and Breakfast the team places the porcupine in his own room at the wildlife center. Porcupines are nocturnal, so they don't want to disturb his rest during the day. His cage is filled with soft towels, comfy blankets, and lots of twigs and leaves. Every day, the workers mix a little cherry-flavored medicine into a few teaspoons of baby food made of pumpkin, apples, or squash. The medicine is meant for kids, but the veterinarian approves it for the porcupine, too. 
At first, the porcupine sits hunched in the corner, and he wants to eat only the super sweet baby food. But as the medicine starts to work, he begins eating normal porcupine chow, leaves, twigs, and branches that the rescue workers clip from oak and maple trees behind the center. Each evening, we'd fill his whole cage with twigs and branches. You could barely see him, Riley says. Then the next morning, it'd all be picked apart and we'd have to go out and do it again. After 10 days, the caretakers can see that the porcupine is breathing easier and moving around his cage. His eyes are bright and alert. It's time to release him back into the wild. The team carries the porcupine in a pet carrier to a patch of woods. As soon as they open the door, the animal scurries straight up a tree. They feel safe up in the trees. They can get a good look around, Riley says. It's like he went up there to check out his new home. Our next article is also from the August 2022 edition by Rosemary Moscow. Critter Chat. If animals were online... What would they say? Read these just-for-fun posts to find out. On Yip Advisor, Ocean Cruise on a Lemon Shark by Slender Shark Sucker. He gives two stars out of five. Like all shark suckers, I travel in style. I've got a natural suction cup on my head that helps me stick to whales, sharks, rays, and more. So I get to relax while my host carries me to new and exciting places. Recently, I decided to take an ocean cruise on a lemon shark. At first, I was having tons of fun. My shark ate a lot of prey, so I got to feed on plenty of leftovers. Usually, sharks leave me alone to do my thing. But this time, another lemon shark tried to eat me. I think I'll stick with laid-back sea turtles on future vacations. Too risky? Thumbs down. Another review on Yowl by Whistling Thorntree, a giraffe, who gives one star out of five. When I first saw this tree, I thought its leaves looked tasty. I stretched my neck, opened my mouth, stuck out my long tongue, and... Ow! An ant bit me. This tree grows hollow bulbs that ants use as rooms to live in. The ants get a home, and they protect the tree from harm. But I don't like it when my meal bites back. Thumbs down. That brings us to the end of today's articles. If you'd like to find out more about Airs LA and the types of programs we offer, follow us at any of the social media links at the top of the pages on our website. Please help us out by clicking the like buttons. This podcast is for sole use of the blind, low vision, and print-impaired listeners. Any unauthorized use is prohibited. I'm Ava DeVoe, and I'll be back soon with another article. Thanks for listening.